many amazing women in this room right now. I look out and I had the privilege of seeing many amazing mothers and, and, and women. And so this morning, we're going to spend some time and we're going to celebrate you. We're going to honor you and we're going to spend some time uh, looking at scripture and, and, and talking about that. But uh, yesterday, we had a, a fun time here at the church. They had a mother's uh, mother, daughter, and, and tea time yesterday for our Impact Girls and some of our teenage girls and their mothers came. And so they had a wonderful time with that yesterday. And this morning we had the waffle bar beforehand and people came and enjoyed that time. And so thank you for doing that. Thank you, Carol and, and Angie and Todd and others who helped put that on this morning. Um, but again, moms, just thank you for being you. Thank you for being uh, just wonderful, uh, great examples for us. And so this morning, uh, I have just a, a video that I want us to watch before we really get into God's Word uh, that's just going to kind of uh, set the tone a little bit for this morning. Uh, but it, it, it's a little bit funny, a little bit humorous, but I think you're going to enjoy that. So go ahead, um, Todd, and play the video. <laughs> right? So I mean, I know that was a little bit of a, a silly video, and it was kind of funny, but there was a lot of truth in it, right? I think all of us, all us dads in here this morning are going to sit there and go, you know what, I, I think there's a lot of a truth in that. Um, and it really is, you know, as I said, you know, I'm a first-time father here. Today is two months. And really, you know, I, sometimes I can't believe all that Pastor Lord deals with and, and, and has to do with having a child at home, you know. And it just gives me a newfound respect for mothers. Not that I've ever lacked that respect, but just a newfound uh, passion and just respect for mothers and so um, you are truly so amazing and I wish that it was as simple as putting a pair of goggles on and being able to understand it like those guys did in that video um, but you know that that's not but um, so Laura and I still have so much to learn in the years to come but God is showing us a lot and I but I want to talk this morning as I said about mom and so I have many fond memories of, of my mom and actually yeah, I had the privilege she's here this morning she's actually she's walking Gabriella so she's not in the sanctuary uh, right now but my mom is here and obviously Pastor Laura's here and Gabriella's here so the three most important ladies in my life are here this morning we're going to take some time though to look at moms and ladies and so as I said I, I look back on my life and I think of the many memories I have with my mom or the many memories I have with my grandma or with with my aunt or with, with ladies in the church um, that I grew up with. And I just think about the important role that they played in my life. Right? Just looking at my life going, man, there are some women who played absolutely pivotal roles in my life. That, that helped shape me and direct me to become who I am today. And there's a couple things that stick out to me, and that's what I want to talk about this morning. The first two I'm going to share, and the third one is what we'll focus on. But first one, right? And you're going to agree with me as soon as I say this. Moms always know what their children are doing, even if you're trying to hide it from them, right? As a child, like, you're trying to hide these things, but your mom always knows what's going on. And I'm like, how? You know, it's just that innate ability within a mom to just always know what is going on with her children, right? I think you guys would agree with me. Secondly, as, as I kind of shared in that video, moms know how to clean up any mess that's made. Any mess that gets made. And I'm not talking just figuratively, like I make a mess in the house and my mom had to clean it up. But my mom always had a way of, of coming alongside me. And when I would find myself getting in trouble in life or maybe making choices that weren't always the wisest, 
My mom tended to come alongside me and to help me in those areas that I was struggling and help clean up the messes that I was making in my life, right? If there's a particular group of people in this world that know how to navigate life's messes, it's moms. They know how to navigate the mess that life brings our way. From the many different challenges they face of, of raising children, to today many of them helping to bring home financial support, some having to be the sole provider in their family as a single parent. Moms, you are strong, you are dependable, you are courageous, and the list could go on and on. Thank you. The third thing that sticks out and we're gonna focus on this morning is how mothers are prayer warriors. That's what we're gonna talk about this morning, how moms are strong and dependable and prayer warriors. That's gonna be our focus this morning. Just take a couple seconds and think about the different people in your life that spent time praying for you. Take a few moments and just think about the people in your life that have prayed for you. Odds are, most of them are going to be ladies that were in your life. Most of them, maybe your mom or your grandma, as I said, an aunt, a cousin, a lady in your church. But oftentimes, those who have spent time in prayer for our lives and covered our lives in prayer tend to be the women who are involved in our lives. It's not a shot at men. I'm not trying to say that as, as men we're not prayer warriors. I'm just saying it tends to be something that the women tend to have more of that, that knack to be prayer warriors. That's not to say there's not families in here maybe represented this morning where maybe the men tend to be the big prayer warriors. But let's just say we were to take the next five minutes or so and we were going to put together a list of the qualities that make moms so amazing, right? I don't think we would have any problem coming out with a massive list. And that probably wouldn't even include everything, right? So just simple things like strong, courageous, dependable, patient, gracious, loving, caring, trusting, selfless, nurturing, right? And the list could go on and on to describe Moms will take on the world to protect and provide for their children. Right? I think all of you who are mothers in here, you would say that there's one thing in this world that I would never allow. I would never allow someone to try to hurt or harm my children. Right? More than anything else, I'm going to protect and provide for my child the best I can. And when I think of, of how moms protect their children, it reminds me of a certain animal. And please don't uh, take this the wrong way. It reminds me of bears. Right? Mama bear. Why, why do I say that? Let me explain. Right? Here in Minnesota and the Midwest, we have black bears, right? They're not overly dangerous bears. Usually, they're not going to do anything. Usually, they're more afraid of you than you are of them, right? Usually, they're very skittish, except for there's one time, right? There's one time you don't want to be around a black bear. It's when it's a mama that has cubs around, right? Because, again, that mama is going to do anything she can to protect her little cubs. Doesn't sound like that big of a deal, right? Well, here's a story. My younger brother Jeremy and I were, I don't know, probably 12, 14, 11, 13, something. We're grouse hunting out in the woods, wandering out in the woods up north of the Deer River area. And all of a sudden, we see a bear. Think, oh, it's not really that big of a deal. It's a black bear. It's, it's going to run off. It's going to be scared, whatever. And then all of a sudden we realize 
There's cubs around. And where do we happen to be standing? Right in the middle between the mom and the bear cubs. Right? Not a place you want to find yourself in between a mama bear and her cubs. You know, we had shotguns, we were grouse hunting, so it wasn't like we didn't have anything to defend ourselves. But yet I just remember, next thing I knew, Jeremy and I were standing right next to each other and just looked at each other and we were kind of like, let's get out of here, right? Like, we're not going to try to provoke this mama bear. Like, let's just get out of here. And so we just, we, we get out of there as quickly as we can. And we get out of the situation. But it just, it just reminds me of that same thing. Of, of a mom is going to protect her children no matter what. You know, I didn't want to mess with that mama bear to see what it might be willing to do, willing to, do to protect her cubs. And that motherly instinct to protect your children is something that I admire greatly about moms. Right? There's nothing in the world that I wouldn't do to protect little Gabrielle at this point. But I think what I would do may fail in comparison to what Pastor Laura might try to do if somebody ever tried to come after our little girl. Because it's just that instinct to protect your child within you. And this week, when I was preparing this morning's message, there was one passage that keep, kept coming to my mind so vividly that I think captures moms, captures the great strength that they have to face all of life's challenges. And again, don't be offended by the analogy, the illustration that I'm using here. I'll explain it, and it's going to make sense. We're going to look at Jeremiah 17, starting at verse 7. It says, But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank, with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green, and they never stop producing fruit. Right? This passage here is talking about trees that grow up along the riverbank and the strength that they have. The way that they're able to endure whatever weather comes their way, to still stay alive and to continue to produce fruit. And I want to share this morning that I believe that mothers are like the trees in this passage, and that your source of where you get all your strength, all of your patience, all of your mercy and your nurturing comes from the source, and that's God. Right? We're going to break down this passage a little bit. It says, Blessed are those who trust in the Lord, finding their hope and confidence in Him. Finding your hope and confidence in Him. Right? Trusting in the Lord at times can be difficult. Right? Everyone knows that there's, there's many challenges that come our way in life. There's unexpected circumstances that rise up. And sometimes it's hard to trust. Sometimes it's hard to keep our confidence in those situations. But choosing to trust God is always the best option in all of those situations. Right? Life's road, life's rocky road can often leave us feeling hopeless or down about ourselves or our situation. But we find confidence in our Lord, in our strength, in the one who delivers, the one who supplies all of our strength. Right? Our, our, our hope is found in our Lord, our Father, the creator of the heavens and the earth. Friends, family members, co-workers, people at this church, people in our community, people in general at times will let us down. 
But our God is steady. He's unshakable. He's unmovable in the same each day. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And so we must continue to place our confidence solely in the Lord. And then it says, like trees planted along a riverbank where the ruts run down deep into the water. Uh, what does this even have to do with motherhood, right? You may be sitting here going, okay, you've called us bears, now you're calling us trees. What does this have to do with motherhood or the idea of being strong and dependable, right? Well, think about it for a moment. Where does a tree's strength come from? Where does a tree draw all their strength from? They draw it from the roots. They draw it from the ground, from the roots. The foundation of the tree is where they draw all of their strength. And it's important that the roots not only have room to grow, right? Because a tree needs to have room. Otherwise, if the roots run out of space, the roots will, will quit growing and the tree is not going to get any stronger. And eventually, it's going to lead the tree to die. So not only does it need room, but a tree also needs a good source of water and of nutrients. A tree needs water and nutrients to grow. In our lives, the way that we create a healthy and deep root system is through prayer, through devotions, through personal time with the Lord, through daily disciplines, through spending time in fellowship with other believers. Those are the ways that we, we find ourselves getting the source of water and of nutrients that we need in a spiritual sense. In my life, I've not only seen this from my mom, but I've heard many other stories from other people about how their mom would wake up early to pray, to pray for their family, to stay up late praying for their family, to make sure that everyone in their home got there safely at night before they could truly rest, right? My parents used to say, you know, we'd come home and, what are you still doing up? Well, I wasn't going to be able to sleep until I knew you were home, right? Just that nurturing part of a mother and a father of just wanting to know that your children are safe. That they're protected, that they're in a place where they're not in harm's way. Rooting yourself deep in God's word and spending quality time in prayer and listening to God's voice is important. Water and nutrients are essential for physical growth. Just in the same way, prayer and God's word and listening to the Holy Spirit are essential for our spiritual growth in our lives. In scripture, Jesus says, that he provides the living water, right? That we may never thirst again. John 4, 14. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh, bubbling spring within them, giving eternal life. Right? Spending time in prayer helps us to hear from God. So in essence, we receive the nutrients we need to continue to be strong and healthy spiritually in our lives and our relationship with the Lord. Many times we refer to mothers as being the pillars or the backbones in our homes. Today I want to say that I believe that you are like strong trees, as it says in the passage, that stand beside the water to help the family navigate through all of the storms that life may bring. This passage also says that these trees are not bothered by the heat or worried about seasons of drought. Because you know what the reality is? There's going to be days where you feel like you're not able to accomplish anything. Right? You feel like you're not able to do anything worthwhile. You're in a season where it just seems like it's drought. Like where you're not able to do 
anything that's going on. But through obedience and doing what God is asking you to do, you understand that he's moving in your life and in your situation. Right? Sometimes we don't always see what God is doing on the surface, but that doesn't mean that he's not working under the surface where you can't see it or where no one else can see it yet. Right? When we look at a tree, you and I, we can walk outside and look at a tree. I see what's above the ground. I don't see the root structure. I don't have a clue what's going on underneath the ground. And that's the same way in our lives many times. We see what's going on on the outside. And we don't always know that there's a lot that's going on on the inside. There's a lot that God is doing in our hearts, in our minds. That God is renewing and changing and transforming. We never know. But life springs from the ground. But how does life come from the ground? First, there has to be a fruit, right? Or a seed for it to grow from. Life just doesn't come out of nowhere. It's required to have a fruit or a seed in order for something to grow. The perseverance of moms is astonishing. Right? The ability to, to stay up throughout the night. The ability to, to be able to hold your child all day long. Right? I come home and, and I hold Gabriella for like an hour and I'm like, here, I'm done. My arms are sore. You know, like Laura's been holding her for eight hours. You know, it's just the perseverance of saying, you know what, it doesn't matter if I'm tired. It doesn't matter if, if, if I'm sore and I don't really want to hold this child right now. It's what the child needs, and so I'm going to do that. Perseverance. It's astonishing to me. The ability to not let things slow you down, even though they easily could. Where does that perseverance come from? Well, James 1, chapter 3, or 1, verse 3 says that it comes from allowing our faith to be tested. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Right? So continuing, as it said in the beginning of the passage, to place your faith and confidence in the Lord. So as you place your faith in the Lord, it's tested. And the testing of our faith produces perseverance. Thank you, moms, for not giving up the first time your child disappointed you, or the first time that you felt like you didn't want to hold your child anymore. Thank you for having the patience and the grace to give them a second chance, and a third chance, and a fourth chance, and we can keep going on and on. Thank you for continuing to place your faith in God. Because it's evident in the way that you live your lives. Because of the perseverance that is shown in your life. That is a fruit of your faith being placed in the Lord. You're a wonderful example of what it means to lead selflessly and with great patience. Mothers are selfless and have great patience. Finally, getting to the final portion of passage that we're going to read, or in, in that, that from Jeremiah, it says we read that the leaves of the tree remain green and continually produce fruit. Resilience is not allowing the challenges in your life to stick to you. Resilience is saying, you know what, there's challenges that come my way, there's hardships, there's circumstances that I don't enjoy. I'm going to work through them and I'm going to let them go. Not letting it just pile up. Because that's what we can do, right? Sometimes circumstances that are unfavorable, we just continue to let them pile up and pile up and pile up. And next thing we know, we're just totally overwhelmed by what's going on. And we don't even know where to start. But this idea of being resilient is saying, you know what? When the challenge comes, I'm going to face it, and then I'm going to leave it behind me. I'm not going to allow it to stick to me. I'm not going to allow them to pile up 
in my life. Learning to understand that your peace, your joy, your strength, it comes from the Lord. That's what allows you to remain fresh each and every day. Saying it's not from my husband, it's not from my children, it's not from my job or whatever it is. Where do I get my joy and my peace and my strength? Where do they come from every day? They come from the Lord. They come from the Lord. He's the one who brings fresh life. Right? The Lord's mercies and compassions are new every day. It says in Lamentations 3, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, I say to myself. The Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for Him. Right? I'm going to stand upon the truth of God's Word. I'm going to plant myself by the source of life, which is God. I'm going to plant myself there. And I'm going to allow God to be the one who feeds me, the one who brings growth, the one who brings fresh life, the one who helps me to navigate through all the different circumstances that come my way. Waiting on the Lord and allowing Him to be our whole portion is not always easy, right? Sometimes that's, that's difficult. But it's key. That's the key to all of this. If we try to go anywhere else to be filled up, it's going to come up short. It's going to leave us feeling disappointed. It's going to leave us feeling empty or half full or unsatisfied. So how do we continue to produce fruit continuously? How do we continue to produce fruit over and over and over again? It says, by keeping our roots down deep into the water and spending time in prayer with our Father. James 5, 16. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Or the prayer of a righteous person availeth much. Right? The prayer of a righteous person is what brings about fruit in our lives. When we spend time being connected to our Lord and Savior in prayer. As we often talk about here, prayer is a powerful tool that God has given us. A powerful opportunity for you and I to communicate with God, to communicate and pray to God on the behalf of other people, to pray for other people, to pray for our country and whatever else. But it's a tool that God has given us. But just like any other tool, we have to actually use it, right? Like I can have a garage full of tools, but if I don't use them, they're worthless. They're just making a mess and collecting dust in my garage. Prayer is a powerful tool that God has given us. I know that I'm not speaking alone when I say this, but I could share for hours about how I've witnessed prayer impact people's lives. Stand up here and give testimony after testimony of how prayer has impacted people's lives that I know and stories that I've heard of the impact of prayer. Right? I believe we need to continue to teach people to pray and fight on behalf of other people. To say, you know what, I'm not just going to say, you know what, it's, it's unfortunate that my children, or that my spouse, or that my family members don't know Christ. And there's nothing I can do. No, there is. You can pray for them each and every day. Because the prayer of a righteous person is powerful. 
and effective. Prayer is what moves mountains in people's lives. It's what opens hearts to receive the gospel. We need to continue to teach people that. We all know far too many friends and family members or peers or co-workers who still don't have a relationship with Jesus yet. Prayer works, my friends. I want to encourage you to continue to pray for those who don't know Jesus yet. I think of just our church family here in the last month or so. There's been a number of prayers that God has answered. God has moved in mighty ways in many different people in this church in the last month or so. Because of prayer. Because of righteous people standing up and praying and interceding and calling out on behalf of other people. And many of that is led by the women in our church, the women in our congregation, the moms. Again, thank you for leading us in that way. May this final verse be an encouragement to each of us. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16-18 Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Right? God's will for us is to be joyful. It's not to be saddened. It's not to be burdened down with, with, with all the issues of this life. It's to be joyful. But how does that happen? When we spend time in prayer, it says we are to be praying continually and to be thankful in all circumstances, right? Learning how to be content in life situations, even when they're not always favorable, even when they're not always enjoyable, saying, God, I'm trusting that you're in this situation. There's something you're trying to do through this time in my life. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to keep my faith and confidence in you, as it said in Jeremiah. Thank you, moms, for always praying for your children, even when they didn't respond. Thank you for praying for your adult children, although many times they may be very challenging. Thank you for your perseverance in prayer. Your strength, your perseverance, and your faith are a huge blessing and encouragement to so many people. I want to encourage you this morning, though, that God sees your circumstances, that he understands your concerns, and he hears the prayers that you have. Continue to call upon his name and see the way that his mighty hand moves in not only your life, but in the life of your family. Right? God knows what you're going through right now. It's not a secret to him. It didn't catch him by surprise. It's not something he didn't know was coming. So God is working in those situations. Continue to pray. Continue to place it at his feet and keep your faith and confidence in him. It's such an honor for me to be able to share this morning on Mother's Day. We've taken time to reflect on how mothers, how you're amazing and how you continue to fight for your families. Moms are strong, as I said, courageous, dependable, and do so incredibly much. And the list could go on and on. And I'm sure as, as Pastor Laura and I go through this, I'm just going to learn more and more about how incredible moms truly are and the many talents that they have. And in a moment, we're going to have all of our mothers come forward and we're going to have a time of prayer for you. But first, I want you to go ahead and watch one other short video. Again, moms, thank you.
But I do want to take a moment and share. I know that Mother's Day is a day for some that is difficult. It's a day we celebrate moms, but it's also a day for some people that's difficult because of things that maybe you've encountered, things that you have went through in your life. And so I want to take a moment to also pay respect to that and acknowledge the fact that there are some things about motherhood that are not easy, and there's some challenges that come with that. And so this is actually a short writing that Pastor Laura found the other day, and I think it's so fitting, and I want to share it. Mother's Day, a day to celebrate womanhood. To those who gave birth this year to their first child, we celebrate with you. To those who lost a child this year, we mourn with you. To those who are in the trenches with little ones every day and wearing the badge of food stains, we appreciate you. To those who experience loss this year through miscarriage, failed adoptions, or runaways, we mourn with you. To those who walk the hard path of infertility, fought with hopes, prods, tears, and disappointment, we walk with you. Forgive us when we say foolish things. We don't mean to make it harder than it already is. To those who are foster moms, mentor moms, and spiritual moms, we need you. To those who have warm and close relationships with your children, we celebrate with you. To those who have disappointment, heartache, and distance from your children, we sit with you. To those who lost their mothers this year, we grieve with you. To those who experience abuse at the hands of their own mother, we acknowledge your experience. To those who live through driving tests, medical tests, and the overall testing of motherhood, we are better for having you in our midst. To those who will have emptier nests in the upcoming year, we grieve and rejoice with you. And to those who are pregnant with new life, both expected and surprising, we anticipate with you. This Mother's Day, we walk with you. Mothering is not for the faint of heart, and we have real warriors in our midst. We remember you. Right now, as I said, that's just to acknowledge and understand that Mother's Day can be difficult for some people, too. And so I just wanted to know, as a church, if you're walking through those things, we're here with you. We're mourning with you. We're grieving with you. We're here to sit with you. We're here to be with you through those challenges that you may be walking through. As I said, we're going we're gonna to bring all of our mothers forward. So at this time, I would like all of our moms to come forward this morning. We're going to have a time of prayer. We have a small gift that we'd like to present to you. So if I could just get the moms at this time to come up uh, and stand up here in front of the rest of our congregation. Right? These are, these are the warriors in our church. They're the prayer warriors. They're the ones that we, we stand upon who many times lead the way in our homes and in our lives. And I just want to say thank you for that. And we want to take a moment, as I said, and pray over you. And so, guys, if you want to just extend your hands out or any of you who are listening, just extend your hands out as we pray over these moments. Father, I thank you this morning for each and every one of these mothers. Father, I pray today that you would bless them, that you would anoint them, Father, for the work that you're doing in and through them. God, as some who still have children at home, Father, some whose, whose children are adults and, and have grown up and moved out, but Father, there's still challenges that come with that. Father, I pray that you continue to give them faith. God, that they continue to place their faith and confidence in you. God, that you continue to help them to have perseverance and courage 
and strength, Father, to face the many challenges that come their way. But God, I pray you'd fill them with joy. Fill them with peace today. God, fill them with, with, with just, God, a love that never runs out. God, we know that they already have that. God, they continue to persevere and push through all the challenges that come. But God, I just pray that today you would place a special anointing upon them. God, I pray for those in here who may be in difficult situations. Maybe relationships with their children or family have been fractured or broken. God, I pray today that you would help them, God, to find joy and peace and strength in you. God, I pray that you help them to, to be able to find ways to be able to mend that brokenness. God, to restore those relationships, to restore that family back together for your honor, for your glory. But God, today we celebrate these moms. We celebrate motherhood and all that that represents. God, it said in your words so that, that Adam was not fit to be by himself, but that he needed a companion to come alongside him. And Father, we thank you for that companionship. We thank you for all that they do. God, we just pray today that you would just continue to encourage them. God, we know your mercies are new every day, but sometimes it seems hard. God, may that be evident each and every day. God, we pray for your hand, a blessing to be upon them. We thank you for them. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.